Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? Yo, what's up? Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Moshko. I'm here with two of the most wonderful people to share the airwaves with. First up, he's back, Menti. That was amazing. That was so fun to watch. I loved it. It felt like a 90s commercial. Like, I feel like I need a cup of Sunny D after that, you know? You know, <laughs> it's like a commercial. One of those. Yo, what's up? Extreme! <laughs> and back by popular demand, Mr. Maurer. What? <laughs> I can't even say anything bad about that. I feel like Popular I'm... demand, we've seen the comments. <laughs> I'm the uh, the rascally character in the 90s sitcom that's just always over at your house getting you into trouble. That's me. <laughs> yeah, you, you're the reason there was no Sunny D. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm going to make it known right now. This has been the, it's been 663 episodes of the same intro. Not one hello, hello for this one. Ooh, it's the first time. you. This is the first time I'm for everything. Gonna, uh, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to well, sneak no. it in there like Sheldon not being able to knock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Remember the elevator I mean? actually worked? <laughs> Was hello, hello, hello on the first one? I have no idea. Uh, I don't know, actually. That's a deep cut. I think I it might have been. I don't know. Well, that's that's one for the the historians. We'll have to ask Baby Huey. <laughs> yeah. He, Baby Huey, for some reason, seems to know, always. <laughs> yeah, that's that's his life. Um, yeah, yeah, so how was last week? Oh, it was, yeah. it was a dandy. It was we a had, dandy. We had some junk in our trunk we had to clear out. <laughs> okay. That was a great image to make, by the way. Great image. <laughs> um, well, I hadn't been here, and there was just stuff that was bothering me. And You just like, had to air out some grievances? Well, you know, I had said there's a certain Philadelphia morning show uh, where their host does... Uh, similar thing once in a while and since i've modeled much of what i do based on them i was like i'm gonna steal this too and just call it something different um and there was we had some fun it was a pretty laid-back show uh let us know what you thought about the junk in the trunk it's good for a bunch of little things that could be conversational or we could just zip by them mm-hmm. so we, we we had a good time it, you know what, as, as much as I like our new format, because it does allow for a much broader, much deeper conversation about things, I do miss some of the flyby news, because some of it was just so absurd. Like, we just, we skipped the absurd news now. <laughs> like, if anything, we just got, nah, nah. Don't worry. And I got to up. vent on things. Oh, yeah. Like, well, we haven't heard your you. voice in, in a little bit, so hearing all of your wonderful thoughts on everything right now, it's, it's great. So, and I, you know, I'm glad to see everybody's coming around to acknowledge that uh, George Lucas was right, and the political side of Star Wars is just as exciting, if not more exciting, than the lightsabers. Yeah. 
Yeah, I his problem is, and again, I, I'll, I'll say it every time we bring up his name, he just isn't really good at editing his own story. Right. That's but, really, the more you know about his, that's why, I mean, my topic, the thing I want to talk about today, and we'll get into that later, but is Tales of the Jedi, which just does nothing but fill in gaps and makes the uh, prequels even better. <laughs> then I'm going to talk about the the hopefulness that I have right now um, for the sign that symbolizes hope in Superman in the rumor of probably the most hopeful director of all time picking up the mantle for Man of Steel 2. I can't wait for Man of Steel 2. It's been, uh, it's been way too long. Two words that don't go together. Mauer and hope. <laughs> <laughs> and as for uh, me, I'll just be, you know, hey, hold on. I'll be sprinkling in a little bit of some casting news uh, and around, uh, what, the Acolyte, right? Acolyte? Oh, I can't uh, wait. Pretty much whole cast has been talked about so we'll, we'll and i and the last two announcements are, are doozies yeah, and i love it right and i love it but I, I take i i want to go back a second because mauer is hopeful for things that no one else is <laughs> 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 that's that, if all of us go wow i just i don't see anything good in that mauer is like just you wait <laughs> just you it's dc rebirth all over again <laughs> i had seven hours to talk about that and you guys were like no, nope. it's DC Rebirth. Nope, We're and done. it was great, and then it didn't, and then they haven't done well since because <laughs> they abandoned what was great for ever. Never mind. You're loud, man. This is your time to complain. You're, it's okay. It's okay. It's that it's the end of, of the DC of the Rebirth <laughs> was the beginning of their diversity push. Well, yeah, that was towards um, that was towards uh, what's with the five G stuff. That's when all the yep. the all of the um, the axing came from AT&T before the, the merger. Yep. And they were just trying Dan, to... Dan DiDio. Just trying Dan. to appease as many people as possible. And then they realized if you alienate that core group, you ain't going to sell shit. Which is so funny because Marvel screwed that up right beforehand with all new, all different Marvel. Remember they made like a version of every character for everybody yep. and it just wasn't a good reboot at all. Like reboot, quote unquote. Um, it's like... Just look out the window and you can see your biggest competitor is failing at this currently. What'd you go? We're going to do it better. <laughs> if I had a time machine that only allowed me to change things in comics, like major things, <laughs> like it was a real shitty time machine. It, it, yeah, it's pretty specific. I could only do this like, one thing. I would, I would go back and just smack whoever's in charge of DC and be like, let Rebirth go for as long as possible. This is the best thing you've done since the 70s through 90s of dc like dude i bought like every rebirth book coming out so good. like religiously it was the most money i've spent on comics in a long time because i just every story i wanted to keep up on well, and then it was funny watching them slowly just get shed from the pull list you know what i mean like they just slowly went nah <laughs> anymore my nephew's getting into comics so i bought him the hardcover of the rebirth number ones mm. you know that big like compendium mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it goes into like some of the details of what's different and changed and i was like this is your new bible son <laughs> like <laughs> it's a good place to jump in on this is the best that you're Although, gonna see you're there there's about to be a new jumping in point anyway with with dark crisis so yeah, but you don't know it's, if it's gonna be good we yeah, well, know dark, that... dark crisis is okay it's okay it's okay like no that's it's that's just okay i will say i'm taking everything back on axe i know i've said that a bunch of times now but that's definitely worth your time that, but nothing oof. is as good as the superman from rebirth 
Superman Rebirth the was great. Aquaman from Rebirth. Aquaman was also really good. The which Green is so Arrow from Rebirth. Yeah, yeah, it was. Like Lantern the, was a Lantern wasn't that good. Nightwing was good. And the Batman stories we got at Rebirth. Come on now, come on, yeah. son. Oh, that's when Gotham and Gotham Girl. Yeah, no, that was when Tom King was really killing it. Yep. When he first came around. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Oscar, all right, you, all you right. got that reference? No. Since we're doing a '90s show, <laughs> I had to do a little Ed Lover. Oh, come, come on, on son. son. And Dr. Dre, not the Dr. Dre, but Dr. Dre. <laughs> Yo, MTV Raps was the shit. That's right. Well, since we're we're talking rebirth, I mean, this is essentially the rebirth of the DCEU to the DCU. I mean, this is the yeah. the movie equivalent of rebirth, especially with. Um, I mean, I don't. I, I'm trying to to dance around spoilers for for Black Adam since you still haven't seen it, but since everything kind of coalesces now. Like it, it'll it'll be interesting to see what the remnants of this are now well, that James Gunn is at the helm, but also with the rock in his ear. So here here's what we've got going on. James Gunn has clearly stated what their purpose is and what they're doing. Um, he responded to the tweets. He said after his first day, he saw a bunch of things trending. Specifically, one of them was release the air cut for and save Legends of Tomorrow. And save Legends of Tomorrow. And he said, hey, guys, we love it. We're going to listen. We're always going to listen right now. We've got a lot of work on our plate, and we're focusing on the future and getting that kind of going. So it wasn't a no, but it was a, hey, let us do what we got to do first, um, and then we'll get to you. Uh, with that happening, he seems very clear to be thinking about DC as a whole, which is kind of like... When I had said, hey, it would be cool to have him just kind of step out of his comfort zone and do this job, I can now see where he can use his skill set that he uses directing of putting weird things together as a managerial level, like putting weird directors together and putting combinations that you might not normally see in these stories and getting directors you might not have never thought would come to DC like Steven Spielberg. So yeah. the rumor right now is Steven Spielberg that. has been meeting with him. No, yeah. R just rip that <laughs> band-aid right off. We're going, no, no thoughts or opinions from, from the gallery on that one. We're going right into it. <laughs> nope. So Steven Spielberg might be directing Man of Steel 2. Would be, I hope it's not Man of Steel. To, I hope it's just Man of Tomorrow. I hope they just go with the original title for the trilogy names and just go with Man of Tomorrow. But could you imagine, one, Henry Cavill has creative control now, it seems. Um, on the on his projects going forward, two he wants the more hopeful Superman. He liked, and that's the thing. He liked Joss Whedon's version of Superman. As of right now, in the DCEU, the Justice League has the best version of Superman in it. So to get an actual fleshed out, thought through, developed from the beginning that version of Superman with somebody like Spielberg. That could be an instant classic to rival a Christopher Reeve Superman movie. Well, it's also interesting to hear him talk about how he sees the role and how it affects his life moving forward. Like, you know how was, like, Chris Evans will still be called Captain America just because. Right. Where Henry Cavill kind of wants the Superman title to go with him. Because remember he did that whole interview where he was talking about the, the societal... Um, pressures of taking on that role and what that means for him and representing that character outside of the movies like i think he wants 
to have a lasting impact on this character, not just as you know the the Justice League's version or the DCEU's version, but more as the definitive Superman. I think that's I think that's his end goal. And I think getting somebody like Spielberg, Oof, that's a <laughs> is a way where you just stamp that, and it'll be so memorable that you've now superseded anybody's expectations or thoughts of what it could be. That's the kind of director with a good story. Yeah, that's the the key mm-hmm. is going to be this script because super we for some reason Superman seems to be a hard story for the movies to tell like comics i can give you a break because you've been keeping this story going on for so long that you're gonna get a lot of duds because like how many times until you just redo the same thing like decades and decades and decades of storytelling it's gonna get a little weird but you have so much great stuff to pull from to make a good movie that it's weird to think that it's this complex well here's the problem is people and i say this about baseball all the time People don't know how to watch a Superman story. And I'm going to break that down for you. When you think people think of Superman, or most people go in, they want to see him fly, they want to see him fight, they want to see him be the most badass guy in the world, and that's what they expect. And studios are going to go, we have to put this out there. But when you're reading Superman, and the best Superman stories are about his struggle with who he is and how he fits into the world, and still trying to be that beacon of hope and portraying the best possible version of something he can never be he can never be human he can never have a normal life but he wants to allow everybody else to have that that's hard to put on screen because a lot of times people go too dark with it snyder and you don't get then the balance of the hope no coughs nothing just <laughs> no it's snyder. snyder but you <laughs> your return on that then you only can go so solemn and get the return back to be hopeful. If you go too dark and solemn, you're never going to be able to have that the dichotomy of going back to a super super hopeful Superman. So you need to balance a really good story of why is he struggling, what the challenge is, and then also for him to have the best villain, it's not always a big fight. So now you got to work out a good villain and a physical attribute for him to fight. How does that relate to baseball? <laughs> Well, you said a lot there, people, but I'm... when people watch baseball, they just want to see their teams hit home runs. And the most exciting part of baseball is watching your team pitch. So then watching the first two innings and then the last two innings is not the way to watch baseball. No. That's definitely how you I know, watch baseball. The thing that, that, that just hit me, and this is a little, this That's is good. To, to, baseball, real, bat, re, to real back in from baseball. Um, the just, okay. So bear with me here. A while back, we talked about Michael Bay and how Michael Bay can direct the shit out of a action sequence. Like, there's like there's few that can really stand toe-to-toe with him on action, right? Right. But dialogue and story and plot is... Hold like, on. Uh, I can eat a peach for hours. <laughs> but, yeah, but we talked about how that. cool it would be to get someone like... Um, to get someone like uh, Quentin Tarantino or to get somebody who's more interesting as far as storytelling is concerned for those beats. That's kind of like almost like a discount bin version of it. That's what we have at DC with The Rock as far as the action side of things and James Gunn who can turn things that shouldn't really work into 
beyond phenomenal franchises. Guardians, Suicide Squad, and uh, Peacemaker, all three of which should not have been as good as they were. The problem, the only thing, and we haven't seen this from Gunn yet, so I'm excited to see he does, is for him to be able to do that without shock and awe because you can't have shock and awe with Superman. Not with Superman. Not so with you Superman. can't rely on, you know, dick and ball jokes and random cursing and, vi- like, gruesome violence to hit those moments of levity with Superman like you can with some other uh, other people. So I think somebody like Spielberg, even if they just produce it, and you get a really good script writer and stay away from Goyer as far as I almost cursed there. You can from <laughs> Goyer. Um, honestly, a story, and I, everybody says this, and he, Kevin Smith is honestly one of the perfect people to write dialogue for Clark Kent and, you know, that, that kind of nerdy talk that Clark probably is, that little bumpkin kind of, like, get somebody like that and then have somebody just come in and finesse the the action Mm -hmm. but the story needs to be a down-to-earth um almost iron man 3-esque focus on clark kent and the struggles that he has in the world to make the impact of superman much bigger and it's going to be a hard pull because i don't think a lot of fans want to see that i don't think so at all now i would want to see that but all the backlash we all saw about Batman or the Batman where it was basically Bruce Wayne rolling around doing his thing and there wasn't a ton of Batman in it at least not from a fighting standpoint. Even though standpoint. he was more Batman there than was, that. Oh, yeah. There was a ton of Batman. There was not a lot of Bruce Wayne in that movie. There was a lot of Batman in that movie. No, but that was a people, Batman-centric movie. People say that the detective, they make Bruce Right. When he's being a detective, right. he's Bruce Wayne. When he doesn't have the mask. Yeah, on. I... I, I think at this point, while the movie's going on, it's interesting to hear what other people's viewpoints are. But at this point, we've wrapped up how we all feel. <laughs> like, I don't think there's that big of an audience that's saying that. I think the vast majority are saying that's one of the ba- best Batman movies ever made. Like, the vast majority. There might be some loud people online, but there's a reason that movie did as well as it did, as well as getting as many spinoffs as it is. Mm-hmm. But for Superman... I would love for the Jaws effect on Superman. Mm-mm. No. No. You Not, want a movie that doesn't have Superman in it? No. I, when he does appear on screen, it's impactful. So you want a movie that's, that focuses, so, but Clark's in it. Clark's in it. I think you could do, there's so many Superman stories you can do. You could do all-star Superman. You can. I, I think, I, I'd want the world to see Superman for the struggle he has. The next movie is going to be Brainiac. It better be. I'm going to put money right now, and it's going to be centric around Brainiac stealing a city. And that's, that's the whole movie. The whole movie is going to be him. But Spielberg will be able to take a story like that and make sure a good enough plot is crafted around that concept. But I, I will put money that that is the theme they're going for in a new But Superman if it's movie. that, they have to find a way to show the heart and loss of Superman and Clark. And unfortunately, unless this is something that changed, their lowest lane and the crap that they already screwed up in Superman 
makes it really hard for that Superman to be Superman. But yeah, but that's, and this is one of the things that I think that I, I, I want to tiptoe around with Black Adam is the point is it seems that you can make up whatever you decide is continuity. So for example, whatever Superman 2 is, which I don't think is going to be Man of Steel 2, it's going to be a completely new project with Henry Cavill as Superman that loosely, loosely connects to Superman if they really want to play that game. But I think they, at this point, are doing something unique and new so you think with Mark everything. We'll be back. Maybe. I think there's a possibility for that. Lois won't know who Superman is. The, I, I mean, without, again, I, without, without giving Definitely too much away. Lives. Things yeah. things in Black Adam cross over that you are surprised to see. Like there are cameos and stuff that you're like, there's no way that this is a Snyderverse character now. Right. That's what I mean. There is no there is no Snyderverse. There is no Sean Gunn verse. There's no. It's all right. just a thing. <laughs> and, and that's good. It's it's just hard for them right now to do this, and I hope they do. I can't wait to see it. I think that flu that fluidity is necessary, though. That's something that uh, that The Rock said is uh, he he said in the fans' minds these are already connected. Everything's already connected, regardless on whether or not we want to talk about what universe whatever fits in in their head. This is this is all the same stuff. We so just need to get just, the, the rise of the way. worlds to shut the up. The rise of the worlds. <laughs> well, this well, doesn't love- make sense because this happened. Yeah, it's a movie. Move on. Remember in the 80s when characters would die at the end of one and then the sequel all of a sudden they're like, ah, oh, the doohickey, they found me at the last <laughs> minute. I was alive. Like, we need to go back to that kind of uh, suspending no. disbelief Like Han sometimes. and Fast and Furious? Uh, yeah, yes. I, don't think we, I don't think we need to do that. Like, we, we, don't, we don't need... <laughs> quality Spoiler doesn't need alert, to suffer. Menti, Han doesn't die. <laughs> I don't care. He gets pulled away at the I last second care. when the car explodes. I don't care. Honestly, that was the movie that made me want to stop watching those. It was the Tokyo, Tokyo Drift was one. so good. It's the when unsung hero of watch the it, entire thing. Yeah. Well, that, that's a that's a problem for the entire mm. thing. <laughs> that's, a, that's not a Tokyo Drift is the Revenge of the Sith of that franchise. When you watch other things, it makes it that much better. Uh, you know what? And I appreciate your segue there, but um, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. It's a. It's a franchise I just cannot, for some reason, get into. Every time I try, it just like I don't. I, don't. I really like, like the first one. What's up? You also don't really like cars and stuff. Uh, like yeah, but I can. I look. I, it's the same reason why I like. Go, I, I'll go to a Phillies game or I'll go to an Eagles game, but I don't like watching it on TV. I get wrapped up in the experience of it. So, like, for example, going to see the first movie in the theaters and like everybody racing home, which which was hysterical that everybody was an extra in that movie when you left the theater. <laughs> but everyone was so wrapped up in it that it's it's more intriguing and exciting that way. So the the franchise can win me over, but every time I watch watch it i'm like i no. it's a superhero <laughs> no. movie How about this and their power is family grab grab your <laughs> grab your device of choice we'll load the movies up on it i'll come pick you up and i'll drive around while you're watching the movies you gotta drive around like them though i will okay i'll hey get Listen. a camera get a camera and follow us Bosco's <laughs> ride has ludicrous mode ludicrous speed <laughs> we've <right>. gone plaid <laughs> No, Not is plaid. that no yeah. space spaceballs? Space yes. no. Ah, another intergalactic. Uh, I know, I know. I feel like he's really pushing us to go to Star Wars here. I feel like he's doing. He's like, hey, get on to the other topic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so surrounded by assholes. I think before before <laughs> we we really jump into it, <laughs> Moshko, I wanted to revisit that idea that you had about Andor. Yeah, because from last week, it's catching right. steam. It's because it's what a great idea that is, and it never even crossed my mind what they were in the prison doing. Because I just was like, the way they make it, like you don't care. It's just like this arbitrary thing that they do. So then to hear that it is, has a tie to the Death Star just gave me goosebumps instantaneously. I was like, oh my god! And that would explain why they don't want people to get off there, man. That made the whole show so much better. Here's how screwed up my mind is when I'm watching this. I'm like. I'm coming from like a supply chain standpoint and production and like time and how much things, how long it takes to get things done. I'm like, what are these things? Where are they going? Why do they need so many of them so fast? Like they're they're building something. And we, you know, from a time standpoint, we know it's before. I just see, I just looked at them like space license plates. You know what I mean? Like they were just in there cranking them out. Like, like, you know, they were, there was no real thought behind it. They just had to get it done. So, So I thought they were engine parts for uh, TIE fighters at first. Because yeah, of the way the wings sure. are. Mm-hmm. That like, makes sense. But but the with the twist with that, I don't want to, I mean, I don't know how spoilery did you, did you get last week? Oh, we talked, we, we, I mean. Did we spoil? All right, so we're spoiling. Yeah. So the, the, whole, the whole switch to the prison break has got me hook, line, and sinker. Andor is so much better now. Once we moved into, once we got away from the be- the beginning, it was too slow for me. The beginning was oh, way too you slow. You suck at life. The great heist? Way too slow. You didn't like the heist? It was, it, yeah, it got great once it got to the heist. Although the episode before the, the, the heist was heist episode. Poor. But Mauer liked it for some reason. I don't know. Because Ma- that's because that's Mauer. We've established this. Like every time we record, we establish no, this. No, so hold on. I'm going to defend that episode. Of course you are. <laughs> that episode showed Andor take the first step towards hit down the path of wanting to be redeemed. Him going, hey, guys, you need to know why I'm here. If you like it, great. If you don't like it, great. But I need to clear the air and say this so that you are on the same page as me. Like, that shows a level of him caring that you didn't see prior to that. And it's what we show when he goes to sacrifice himself, spoiler alert, (laughs) in order for the, the rebels to get what they have. Like, that's the first piece of Andor that we saw that matches up with the end of Rogue One. Well, we're not, we, we got, we've got two seasons of 18 episodes yeah. before we get anywhere near Rogue One. Yeah. So we right, got but, time. But seeing <laughs> that little glimpse of him in that episode before the heist mm-hmm. was amazing. Well, wasn't he just doing it for the money? But that's what he told them. He didn't have to tell them that. He was doing it for a shitload of money. Spaceballs, come on. <laughs> uh, the setup was uh, all there. Anyway. Sorry. But you know, I... This is the only show on Disney so far that I've been hook, line, and sinker from the first first release. Oh, like, right. Well, Mando lost you in season two, which is so weird. Just so weird. <laughs> Just Mando season two is so good. And Mando season three, have you heard some of the rumors about Mando season three? Moff Gideon? It's getting an upgrade. Oh, getting like yeah, Darth Vader not- gear? Well, yes, but so in the Clone Wars, there's a short period of time where where uh, Darth Maul or just Maul at that point uh, wins the dark saber, so he becomes the ruler. And there are he has an elite class of of Mandos that have helmets with the same kind of spike patterns that he does. Apparently, that's the helmet he's gonna have. So he's gonna have the Maul centric Mandalorian helmet that's gonna be all red and black. 
uh, with he's going to have a Mandalorian jetpack. Like, he's going to have a whole Mando getup, which I kind of love, and I have a feeling Mauer's going to hate. Merchandising. <laughs> Yes, 100%. That's my Spaceballs the sequel. <laughs> Spaceballs the toilet paper. But yeah. dude, did you did you watch Tales of the Jedi? I saw the first one. No, I didn't two. even know what it was. I and didn't go back to love, it. And you love you love uh Phantom Menace, right? Yeah. All right. I don't. It's not a shocker. I have not been a fan of the prequels, but I'm a fan of the prequels after all of the other story I've been in, that I've been involved in, like two books later, two two books, a series of comics, and a couple extra shows later, they they're a lot lot better. Now I am skewed. I, it's really I love you and McGregor, mm-hmm. and I love. Oh, I thought you were going to say you and Moshko. Well, so yeah. Dude, Tales of the Jedi is 100% for you for two reasons. We, the, the Ahsoka stuff aside, so Tales of the Jedi is essentially two short stories. They're very quick. They're like 15-minute episodes. They're very, very quick. And it's mostly about Count Dooku. There's uh, uh, quite a few Ahsoka stories, but for the most part, it's a Count Dooku story. But what's so clever about Dooku is it's happening in between the other, in between uh, uh, Phantom Menace. So as events of Phantom Menace are unfolding, you see what's happening to Dooku. So the fall of Dooku happened at the same time as Phantom Menace, as you see Qui-Gon become, go from a Padawan to a Jedi. Okay. It's real, like the watching, watching Dooku's story through Tales of the Jedi has been beautiful. And Ahsoka's has been just as good. Ahsoka's story is, I cannot wait for her show. And part of it is, is, Tales of the Jedi did such a good job of of bringing me back into that Clone Wars Clone Wars world. Yeah, you like Dooku. Like this is the thing I don't understand about you. We're talking about things you like, and yet you have no insight excitement. Well, no, it's about Clone Wars. <laughs> like I don't I don't care about Clone Wars. I don't care about that movie. I don't care about yeah, but the you do, but, the, but this started with you like Phantom Menace, right? Yeah. <laughs> but then you got you got Ashoka or however you say her name. Mm-hmm. So she's yeah. involved in the whole thing too. Well, because it's it's the the two Jedi stories are Ahsoka's tales and oh, uh, so they Dooku's tales. Gotta have the light the so get, Yeah, there's two complete. Yeah, it's it's the oh, fall of okay. one and the rise of another. Okay, and it's how like it's. Can it's, I watch one without watching the other? Sure. All right. Sure, but I I would recommend you watch the Ahsoka stuff. It's because they're very good. They they're very very good. Look, the, is she less annoying there than she is in the Mandalorian? How is she annoying in the Mandalorian? Her episode was phenomenal. The 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 samurai episode? That should have been the Mandalorian being the samurai, not her. It was. Remember he fought with uh, Remember? But we didn't need her in that at all. <laughs> well, yes, you did. That whole season was was setting up all of the stuff that you're enjoying now. Well, I guess you're not enjoying. <laughs> the rest of the world is. <laughs> we don't need her. Yes, we do. And she disrespected Luke. No, she didn't. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's watching a different saga. <laughs> I know. I don't even know what he's talking about. He's just saying words. I don't know. I just don't like her. Well, I don't like Rosario Dawson, so she could do anything. Except unless she's in Clerks, which she's no, not No, I didn't like her on that. She's see- the worst piece of shit in that show, <laughs> in that movie. Wow. Tell us how you really think or feel. It's, yeah. it's, she's she's outstanding like in Clerks get out of here. It's make like a tree and leave McFly. Um, 
by the way back to the future online shop coming soon <laughs> okay that was the big announcement michael j fox didn't die it was an announcement for a website cool you, you should see that there was all kinds of rumors of him dying yeah yeah I'd... i think moshko moshko texted us yeah. oh he did yeah and then we, and then we found out <laughs> yeah i was scared i was like there was a lot of people thinking he was dead and then it was like no they're just promoting something in a weird way <laughs> so. yeah but it completely missed the boat on what it was actually was yeah. I don't know. um for that show is the animation different or is it still that it definitely wants you to think Clone Wars, but it's more polished. Okay, so it's not as chunky. It's, and... it's, it's more rounded, I but it's still the character it. designs. The character designs okay. are, are, are you, they still are reminiscent of Clone Wars. Like They still look like Clone Wars characters, but with a fine level of detail to them. So it's not like you're watching a bunch of caricatures? like Kind of, sometimes, a little bit, because it's still an animated thing. <laughs> you know, it's not live action so there is an well, artist depiction but like clone wars it looked has like an artist depiction and it, it has like that the same... guy at the zoo drawing like a caricature oh, yeah it was just i don't know it chunky cartoons do <laughs> it's like that's kind of like their whole thing like you know shaggy doesn't actually have an adam's apple that comes Sweet. out <laughs> to, <laughs> to his chin you know what i mean like that's not really there yeah but that's, that style they were doing was just Everything blocky and the beard. But yet you like the Ninja Turtles from the 2003 ones, which they're all blocky and weird. <laughs> it's so they're not weird blocky to me. and weird. Yeah, 100% <laughs> they are. They have the most jagged muscles in the world with no pupils. They don't need pupils. But, but again, you make, again, these are weird decisions. Like, I love it in the Ninja Turtles, hate it in Star Wars. Star Wars are real people. Turtles are not real. Uh, <laughs> I beg to differ. Now, hold on. <laughs> Do they at least acknowledge Christopher Lee in that uh, the show? Christopher like, de- Lee dedicate anything to him? Uh, no, no, no. Because well, again, they're only like short thirteen to fifteen minutes. Like, they're, it's not a show. He, it's all together. His story is what forty five minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. Like for That's you, like, like here, here's a prime example. Total, I think. Here's a prime example. You remember how in uh, Phantom Menace on the Jedi Council there was a second Yoda named her name's Yadel. Mm-hmm. It's what happened to her. Why is there no longer another Yoda after all? Is that the first after the first uh, movie? Whatever the hell Yoda is, it's like they, <laughs> they, they they do a really good job of pulling all these things in. And like I'm, again, I want you to watch it, especially if you like the the later movies. A lot of the things about Camino get answered in there. So some of the stuff about the clones get answered, like how things. I'm not even gonna say it. <laughs> Did she die in childbirth? Who this uh, Yoda Yadel Yoli? Yodel? No. What's her name? No. Watch the show, Moshko. Oh. Yodel. In the in the comics, she dies. How does she die? She dies saving a bunch of younglings. I think. Ah. In the well, in the original, like the the legend stuff. And then that youngling comes back, and tries to take down. And she like sacrifices herself. She like jumps out of a window with a bomb or something. I forget. Will that be the premise <laughs> of the acolyte? No. The acolyte we don't know much about, but we do know it. It goes back to the Jedi, so we do. It goes back to the to the birth of essentially the birth and fall of the the Jedi before the Jedi. How about this? I'm I'm gonna rattle off what it's being described as. How about that? 
a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. A former Padawan reunites with her Jedi Master to investigate a series of crimes, but the forces they confront are more sinister than they ever anticipated. The rumor is it's supposed to be Darth Plagueis, which is, uh, what's his name's um, mentor, uh, Palpatine's mentor. Ooh. Did you see the rumor that Darth Plagueis was actually the only Sith we've ever gotten? How's that Excuse possible? me? So... <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> hold the phone. In the, in the last Star Wars movie where he says, I am all the Sith, uh-huh. and they're all powering through him, it was Darth Plagueis when he got his, he forced his, uh, it's not Padawan for them. But I'm like, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Palpatine killed Plagueis. Right. But when he forces, he makes them kill him and then his essence goes into theirs and goes for. So you think Plagueis took over Palpatine? He took over Palpatine and then when Palpatine. Yo, how awesome would it be if they show that in an Acolytes? That would be cool. But the whole thing is they're saying every time. He forced the what is the Sith's Padawan called? Oh, the apprentice. The apprentice. That's it. He forces the apprentice to kill him so he can t- take all of his knowledge and power of the dark side into their body. That's an interesting idea. That's an interesting idea. Cause the only thing that's weird about that is that like Vader tried to kill Palpatine several times, and Palpatine wasn't having it. Like I know Palpatine doesn't really like Vader because Vader turned out to be a failure to him well maybe he didn't want to go into like he did that on purpose because he wanted somebody more pure with the dark side but potentially potentially well you know, he was supposed to be like the end-all be-all like if, if had had obi-wan not won that fight he would have 100 percent killed palpatine and it would have been a very different empire but when you look at it and look at you know when she got uh what's her douche face Here's all the Jedi's from the past, and you know, and I am all the oh, Jedi. Ray. Um, like it just makes sense. Like that would be one way why there's only two Sith at all times. That way he can control them and make sure. Well, that- they, we're probably gonna see that the the Darth Plagueis is the one who put in the rule of two. We're probably gonna see a Sith. You're probably gonna have the Jedi or looking into the end of the High Republic, looking into the Sith Empire that's rising from uh, rising and probably kills off the High Republic Jedi, and then all of a sudden start to take each other out. That would be cool. And then it just ends with Plagueis. Because, you know, I mean, his whole thing is that he was, he was able to live for so long. So that's how you can, can tie the a story that far back, as well as bring the whole High Republic era into the movies and TV just through that Acolyte show, which might be something that they're, they're debating on doing, which would be interesting. I don't know a lot about that stuff. But. More politics only on the Jedi side. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, look. The more, again, I cannot stress, the more you get dive into Star Wars, the better the story gets. The more you accept that the story is not just nine movies, mm-hmm. but nine movies, a whole bunch of TV shows, a whole bunch of books. <laughs> Listen, and if they continue this track record they have of doing a product without trying to put a sparkly, shiny toy at the forefront of everything. Hey. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sorry, BB-8, the worst character in the Star Wars universe. I disagree. I disagree. BB-8's terrible. How? What does BB-8 do for the plot? 
uh, he has the info that leads to Luke. You mean the little itsy bitsy piece? They you have mean, everything else, and they're like, it's you, somewhere in this little. Yeah, like the like the missing pieces of the Death Star plans for R two D two. It is a complete ripoff of R two D two. Literally follows the same arc. How about this toy? Only... He say he saves them multiple times. How about this toy? How would you like your own Star Wars based Carrie Ann Moss action figure? Because she's gonna be in the Acolyte. What a great casting choice. I, was, I don't know who she's going to play, but I absolutely this, love that. Really? This entire group of people, besides a, a few that I don't know, I, I'm excited. She's you the Matrix chick, right? Yes. Yes. You don't like her? You don't like I, don't know, I don't know her of anything else other than the Matrix. She's in, uh, wasn't she in Memento? Yes. And oh, she's okay. so good yeah. in Memento. She had a whole string like late 90s, early 2000s okay. of some good stuff. But so, um, the chick from Logan. Daphne Keene. Man, she was so good in Logan, but you don't see her in anything. You know who else? The main character from Squid Game is in this show. Um, there's a bunch of other people. Uh, Joni Turner. Well, couldn't even spit that out. Jody Turner-Smith from uh, Queen and Slim, if you saw that movie. Uh, a bunch of other people, but they're kind of the, the big ones. Uh, so, it looks promising. It's a yeah. That's that's a it's a good lineup in and in a really cool time to base the show. Really opens up and broadens a lot of things um, in in the broader sense of Star Wars as well as connects to the prequels. I mean, it's just it's a really cool idea, and I'm glad they're going down that road. Yeah, if it's like Star Wars feels like it's taking a turn, which I I, I love. If you it does, I know they want to push the Ray stuff, mm-hmm. and I feel like there's a way to make Ray work, but. I, f- I also think that they have a, a, a good sense of direction now that they've just told Kathleen Kennedy to stop saying shit. <laughs> did, you, did you hear about that? Yeah. yeah. They yelled at her, stop announcing shows. God. <laughs> if this show has the same tone and feel or even darker than uh, Andor, um, I'm sold. <laughs> this is going to be good. Do you see the uh, the the Ray oh, the Ray Kenobi news is making its rounds again? Yeah. I, why? I don't know. I don't know why that's coming around again, but... It, Listen, what a missed opportunity that is, because that's an he, easy way to fix that character. He couldn't have been alone all those years. Well, he, in the Clone Wars, he has a, he's the, the princess of Mandalore. Like, you could literally have her be, I mean, it would make sense for age. That's the, that's the only thing you got to get around, is how it would make sense that she's that young. But you could figure out a way that she was frozen on Jakku, or she was lost on Jakku, or something like that. You know, there's a way to make that work. Like, she, she could have been a Mandalorian. a package that got left there. Yeah. She wasn't she, a kid. She was frozen in carbonite left there. Right. And, and then, then somehow got Right. So she was left at she an turns international out, fire station? Or intergalactic will, fire, Never mind. But to have I'll her be an, uh, have her be a Kenobi as well as a Mandalorian princess, like a Mandalorian Jedi, would be a great way to tie into the Mandalorian. There's so many cool ways that you could take that. And then, but, they, they, what a, what a, and then on while filming the movie, they decided to change course and make her a Palpatine. What the, a dumb. <laughs> well, that was just the directors wanting to hate on each other. They literally were like, "Well, you want this? I'm going to do the opposite. <laughs> you want her to be a nobody? I'm going to make her a somebody." Like it was just a. Well, I think I think more of the fact that you sh- if if she tr- she truly was a nobody then th- you should have made that such a big reveal. You know what I mean? Like, 
I understand what Ryan Johnson was trying to do, but the downside is is that was already established as a question that was like that people had to sit on for a for what a year and a half, two years before Last Jedi came out, right? That so everyone's like all like all the rumor mills are going around who Ray could be, and then all of a sudden she's nobody. Your parents just left you there, and it's like, well, that's disappointing. And then Snoke yeah, gets that, killed. Like all the things they set up were just so disappointing. The Obi Wan thing coming around because of the old woman at the end of. The Last Jedi, saying that's her mom. The, la- the old woman at the end of Last Jedi? Yeah. I don't remember her. I don't remember so what she goes, what's the... your name? Oh, from, you mean the Rise of Skywalker? Rise of Skywalker, well, yeah, sorry. That would be so stupid. Wait, how? <laughs> so people are saying that's her mom, and because she came back and that's where Obi-Wan met her and had her. Like, people just want something to tie her to. They want to like Rey. They want to like her. When really all they needed to do in that movie is let her die and let Kylo live because he redeemed himself as not only a good character, a good actor, and a good storyline for that movie. Like, him in that movie saved everything, and I would have loved to see him move for it. Like, if they said, she died, he lived, and now we're going to see him a kind of atone for everything he did and also honor her. That would be a great sequel. More Ray, I could care less about. You could, but Ray has a huge fan base. Like that's the thing that that's the weirdest thing about Star Wars is that there are three very different groups of fans. I mean, maybe you could argue four, but there's three. There's the prequel fans, there's the original trilogy fans, and then there are the sequel fans. And now, they 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 cross from time to time, but for the most part, it's one of the three. What I'm about to say might sound insensitive. I'm not meaning it this <laughs> From way. From you? Get out of here. <laughs> are they fans of the character and the storyline? Or are they fans of finally having a, a female Star Wars character? I don't know. I'm not one of them. You'd have to ask like, them. <laughs> that's the thing that could we get a good story and give another character like Ray, only that doesn't suck at acting and has a cool story? I don't know if it's. I'm her, just saying. I don't know if it's her fault to suck at acting because she had a very stoic role. Like her role doesn't. That's the problem with all those movies is that none of those. And look, Hayden yeah, Christensen got the from your Hayden first movie Christensen got the same crap, the same yeah. exact crap. But the director tried getting her out of it, saying you're like a piece of cardboard. Directing. No, he called her a little wooden. A little wooden. He called her a little wooden. He said your like, performance is a little wooden. I remember we made a whole baby Groot joke about that. <laughs> So I I don't know. I think we could get a cool character to over, like. There's so many. Ray is a uh, Ray's a figurehead yeah. character. She's not going anywhere. Like there's already talk about her coming back in for a new series of movies. Like what th- sucks is the main character from Rogue One. She was so good. Oh yeah. <laughs> if yeah. those two actresses just Jin. switched. What like, was Mashka? I'm just up. thinking. What if she's um uh, shows up in the tail end of like season two of Andor? I don't know somehow well don't they meet for the first time yeah i I don't know yeah it was hopeful yeah she you're not gonna see her i know she was the death star has to be the death star has to already exist for her because remember she was getting there they're building it you saw it although that's (laughs) although wait 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 because she was a little kid when the death star plans like the death star was being built and they found out about the problem in the beginning of the movie right it's been a while since I watched Rogue One. But the beginning of the movie, she's a little girl, right? She's like little. You're right. Yes. She was very and little. And the Death Star already exists, right? 
Well, it was being built. Right, but it was okay. But it was secret. All right. What was it being built or was it built already at that point? It was being built. Because that movie, are you sure? Because A New Hope takes place immediately afterwards and it wasn't being built. You know what I mean? Like, no, it wasn't. No, no, it was, it was, it was somewhat operational. Remember, they, they blew up the whole city. That's, what, that's uh, where you're, you're Forrest Whitaker died. your own question. In the beginning of the movie, it was being built. No, I think they finished it in the beginning of the movie. Remember, they put the big plate in, and then they, they test it on the one city, and they blow it up. But she was older by that point. That's the true. The time jump happens immediately after that. That's true, because I'm, I'm trying to, I, I don't know how old Andor <laughs> would have to be. Time for a rewatch. Well, so, I, I want to wait. I want to because apparently it, the it's supposed to like end or and or supposed to end like right at the moment you meet him in Rogue One. Right. So she is an adult at this point in the story with Andor. At this point in the story, she would have to be because she's like the same age as Andor. Like Cassian and her. Um, are like the same this age. is probably. I'm gonna say this is probably a year to five years prior. Bby. To before the Battle of Yavin. Yavin. <laughs> No, to the Death Star being tested. Oh, before Row One. Yep. Because that was the first time. Is when they killed. Well, chances are the actual station is done, and what they're now doing is building the the spherical. The things that connect around that it. Connect. <laughs> Moshko just wants to put out there, like, I just want you to know, I they're predicted... giant, giant connect pieces. Yeah. <laughs> this goes to show connects. somebody from Comic Book Resources listens to this podcast because that's where she or, got it from. I'm looking at you. Where did author. you comment in the comments of their things? Because you and I cannot stay away from bashing their posts. Well, they're shitty. They are. <laughs> I can't. It's... How many times they pull a story from four years ago? Yeah, out? it's 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 a click thing. Well, before we wrap I up, myself I should just I guess I should just mention that Titan season four is out. <laughs> that's as much energy as they have no it's fun it's fun like okay i don't know it's not bad it's not good it's it's oh, wait. It's, it's we missed before we get that we got good news for you two what sandman season two. Oh, oh i didn't know that i didn't even want i got 15 minutes through the first episode and said uh-uh, not for me it's sandman to you exactly sandman is definitely you either like it or you get the hell away from it i'm gonna try it again i'm gonna try it again i'm gonna because i didn't give episode like episode one is just the same thing for 40 minutes maybe episode two actually does some more stuff but if you remember the sandman comics it's 17 pages of text describing one thing so it makes sense that the show would be 40 minutes of the same thing. Oh, you know what we should talk about at least for a little bit? I know as much as the two of you don't want to, but the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. No, like, no, wait, wait, hold on. No, this, he, this, this guy over here, he looks excited. <laughs> or said he for was a excited gu- for you're it. excited for a Guardians project? For a Dave do Baptista project? My, do you and, not remember my comment on I it? I trashed it, and he's like, wait, hold on, this looks Look, great. I'm, I'm super this into the idea. This is designed specifically... Guardians of the Galaxy make the most sense in a cheesy Christmas special. That is their quality base. That is how good they are. <laughs> when you put them up against other comic book movies, meh. But when you look at it through the lens of a holiday special kidnapping Kevin Bacon, everything works. Those flavors just meld <laughs> together perfectly into a great Christmas stew. Like a hickory. 
Oh, bacon. good, like, good. I'm excited. I can't wait to watch this movie now and, and, and talk to Mauer about it, because normally yeah, I would yeah. never talk to Mauer after something like Guardians. So I will have to say, and this is weird, my hatred of Christmas is slowly warming. I still want to stab people in the goddamn throats that are trying to put Christmas decorations up now because Thanksgiving's... I'm going to put Christmas decorations up next week. I don't oh, see a point in putting up decorations for less than a month. It's not going to happen. No. Thanksgiving is not a de- is not a holiday that requires decorating. Yes, it does. Not you at put up all. giant turkeys. You put up your cornucopia stalks. What's up cornucopia? Your school, your grade school. My house has never ever maybe has some jack-o'-lanterns turned around so they look like pumpkins. That's about <laughs> as far as it goes. So they look like pumpkins, so they're not pumpkins. So they are, what are you making your jack lanterns out of, man? I'm just saying, if you turn them is around, it the egg or the know, chicken, or that's what. Like, if you're gonna buy Halloween decorations, here's, here's, here's good advice for anybody: buy jack o' lanterns because you can just spin them, and boom, you got November. <laughs> problem solved. They're just pumpkins. <laughs> we have. I don't know if you've done this. The foam carvable uh, pumpkins, so they never rot. Oh, so cool. You carve them. Um, oh, that's cool. I idea. want to once we move. Which again, another announcement. Just a reminder: Thanksgiving break is our big break for the year for the Odin sleep. Um, oh right, coming back That's with right all kinds of new stuff. Um, I will have a new studio hopefully by the time we come back. So and we will all travel three hours to yeah, get right. there none, to record for one hour. <laughs> none of us yeah. will see it. It'll be a once a month maybe kind of thing. I am not moving that far away. Forty-five minutes. <laughs> You're twelve right now. 12 minutes. I can get your house right. in 12 minutes. Right. Now it's 55. But, um, but no, I, I'm, I have enjoyed more watching, like getting watching Christmas movies. I'm now doing with Christmas movies what I do with Halloween movies every year of like put a schedule out. Here's what, oh, that's what I do. Tonight. I do the same thing. Except for I try to switch them up a little bit. Like a horror, well, so I, do, do I, I try to do, do different horror movies every year. So do I. And I have different schedules and you watch these together. But I have a whole spreadsheet for it. November. By the way, November's got a new movie added. So it's like Plane, Trains, and Automobiles, V for Vendetta. Um, Black Friday. Black Friday. I didn't even think about adding that to the list. Yes, Black oh, Friday. 100%. How one, fun two, that was. Three. Fuck that movie. <laughs> no. I don't. Uh, no. Absolutely Black Friday not. is the evil dead for Thanksgiving, and it's wonderful. But Nightmare Before Christmas, I find it, I think that's a November movie. Because again, well, it's an October movie, it's a November movie, and it's a December. But movie. that's why I think November's the best place for it. Like, if you have to figure a best place, it's November. As see, well we as watch it on Halloween and Christmas Eve. Yes, yeah, well, that's because you're you're diehards. I, I just need to watch it once a year. Diehard, <laughs> um, diehard. Well, that's coming up. Great Christmas movie. That's coming up. But Spider Man No Way Home is a November movie because it starts in Thanksgiving, starts at Halloween, ends at Christmas. Really. Yep, movie op- opens with him finally thinking about Doctor Strange because he sees the the warlock oh, yeah. stuff, the and warlock, then it ends yeah. with him swinging around the tree. So it's a November movie. But getting back to Guardians, <laughs> it, it looks cheesy enough. Dave Bautista can't act, and what have we learned about Christmas specials? You don't need to. D- don't need to be able to act. Um, Kevin Bacon being in it automatically puts it a notch higher. The soundtrack should be killer because they always at least get that part right. Like I have a feeling we're going to see Santa Claus in it. It would be so good. So good. Santa with the Infinity Gauntlet, if they pull that off. I don't know how. And it should be good. Now, it's not going to be Fat Man good. Santa has the Space Stone. That's, yeah, how he, that's, Gip- how he, that's how he hits every house. Mel Gibson as Santa ha- 
is going to take a lot to top. Oh, and Disney Plus, we've got the Santa Clauses coming. Oh, that's true, see? yeah. And Spirited. There's, there's going to be a good Christmas season for, for movies. Like, Violent well, Night looks pretty cool. It doesn't look <laughs> Fat Man cool, but it looks pretty cool. It was 100% a Fat Man ripoff, though. 100%. It's, it's, it's Ants to Bugs Life. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's 100% what it is. But I liked Ants, so... <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Dante's Peak and Volcano. But Volcano still had some fun moments. There was a few movies that like that that they had no idea the other one was being made, <laughs> and they still swear to this day like we we didn't know. Yeah, was right. it Armageddon okay. and then Deep Impact. Deep Impact. <laughs> Deep Impact. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I missed the the day and age where everyone just raced to get to the stuff that the now it's transmor. Tra- what is it? It's Transmorphers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this crappy you found it used to find in uh, blockbuster movies. <laughs> Only you. Who? But no, uh, <laughs> yeah, I still haven't seen Top Gun. <laughs> You've seen Transmorphers, but I have not seen, seen Transmorphers. <laughs> they almost got me. They almost got me because I, I had to look at the box cloak. <laughs> I I was one of the people who almost got tricked into renting that movie because <laughs> I was like, "There's uh, no way this is out already. It's impossible." Let's, let's talk toys for a second. Um, the I Am Groot series. Sushi <laughs> said toys. It's it's the holiday. Is getting the life size action figure I Am Groot from that with all of the accessories. Wait, well, there's there's a life to the life size baby Groot coming. So and he comes with the clear or whatever the name of that alien was called that mimics him that he can dance with. Yeah. It comes with all these snap on moss oh, accessories. Oh really? Oh that's cool. So you can have him with the muscles. You can have him with all those different things. It comes with his pajamas and the picture he makes. Like, it comes with all the accessories to do every single I Am Groot from those little minis. Which were great. One of the best things they've put out. Mm-hmm. See, Mauer, it's shocking from time to time. It's like, it's like you know, it's like it's like watching the Grinch in real life. Like, his heart's growing as, <laughs> as we record. Every year, it gets one size larger. <laughs> Groot is cool. Groot makes sense. Groot is well done. That's what it takes. Yeah, and it's Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give that to James Gunn more than Vin Diesel, but okay. <laughs> hey, Vin has recorded it in how many languages now? <laughs> and don't get me wrong. He he earns his money. When people are like, oh, you just say, I'm Groot, and they can know that guy's in studios for days. I would love to see his scripts. I would love, I would, I would. I would pay a lot of money to see his scripts because he's he and James Gunn he, are the only two who have so, yeah. who have actual dialogue for Groot. Um, but yeah, so they've got that toy coming out. Um, oh my up- god, it looks phenomenal! <laughs> right, the the PJs. Wow, and it's wow. a Hot Toys uh, life size, so it's a super high quality. They're doing for the first time ever with Groot the faces swap. Mm-hmm. So instead of being stuck with just the one group face, you're going to be able to swap on like the attitude one, the like I'm angry group face, but the Elvis hair, Fu Manchu mustache with muscles. So I good. might have to get two of these <laughs> because I can't decide which way I want to pose them. How much is it? Probably like 300, 400 oh, bucks. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> 275. That's not bad. 275 is not bad. Once you're in the 300 range, I'm out. 275. We're close, but I can I can convince myself of that. I can go, you know, I could lie to myself and make that make sense. Well, with Moshko Collectibles and Sideshow, I believe, they both have payment plans. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if Moshko does, but he does now. <laughs> 
Well, you put I a do. deposit down, and then you, and then with a firm, you can always do that. So, yeah, yeah, PayPal's I'm excited. Got the four, four yeah, pay four. Now, when I saw they they teased it, and then the explosion of people being excited for it was so huge. I'm like, okay, this is a hit. That's my see. Order. That's a my. This is there's few times that I'm like, I I, I get this. I I would 100 percent get that. And putting that next to the baby Yoda. Oh, absolutely. Come on now. Come I mean, on, son. I have a, like, a, like a crappy baby Groot and a crappy Grogu on my bookshelf together already. As yeah, is. I have the one Grogu that's not life-size. I have a feeling they're going to do another one after season three of Mando. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed the They had a super discount on the current one that I missed. It was 40% uh, off the other day. It's rumored Christmas Day. For Mando? For Mando season three. To, for it to launch, I thought it got pushed back. That's, yeah, I thought January. I don't know, but I don't know. Those toys are coming too. Listen, I always said I wasn't going to get into the Star Wars hot toys. Goddamn Mando! <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, because I got pushed got, to February. Never mind. Because I got Mando, and then well, I had to get the Mando with the speeder because him on the the bike was the coolest scene I've ever seen in my life. And then, well, they had Luke in the show. Spoiler alert. So then I had to get Luke. <laughs> and then I had to get R2 to go next to the Luke. <laughs> and then there was a discount on the trooper that punches Grogu. <laughs> so I got that. And then, well... You got, my, you got Jason Sudeikis. I was going to say, wasn't that Sudeikis? Did you get and the Bill Burr wife, action figure? My wife was upset that I was going to have somebody punching the Grogu. So then I got the IG unit to kind of to save him. That was on so now I, the IG-11. Yeah, I got that going on clearance special. So I now have ordered like 15 <laughs> Star Wars hot toys when I swore I wasn't going to go down that path. Do they, make a, do they make a Vader from Obi-Wan where he's slashed oh, and you can so see? So Kelly ordered that one for me. That's dope. Because <laughs> she was like, you have to have this. I was like, oh, okay. Spend money on me. Do you want that, uh, the new Luke Force Elite lightsaber <laughs> to add to the uh, Mando one? Poss- probably, because my <laughs> other ones are uh, the plastic. Obi Wan, is... too. If they do a Qui Gon. Oh, see, Star Wars, damn you. <laughs> There's got to be a Qui Gon. We'll see. But yeah, go check out, uh, maybe we'll put a link to it in the post, but that, that life size. Root is awesome. Yes. Yeah. And very rarely do I say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll chip in and get Menti one. I am Groot. Hey. There you go. All right. On that note, I am Groot. Moshko, do that thing since you started. I am great. Or Groot. Did I say I'm great? <laughs> All right. Moshko, do that thing. Well, anyway, you can find everything that is Fireside at welcomefireside.com. You could also find us at Welcome to Fireside on YouTube. It's there. Facebook and Instagram and Fireside uh, Crew on Twitter. So make sure to follow, like, subscribe, do all that wonderful stuff. Uh, what you want to do is definitely do what I just said because there's going to be some interesting announcements and all that wonderful hey, stuff don't coming talk about up. That yet? I said announcements. All right. We always have announcements, but listen, that's something that we have to <laughs> really uh, <laughs> hold off on. That is true. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, go to moshcocollects.com uh, or moshcocollectibles.com and uh, Moshko Collects Instagram. Menti, where can we find you? Um, <laughs> right? Uh, Caught off guard, didn't I? Uh, it's just John Menti. Um, no, no. It's just John Menti and everywhere. Jay Menti. It's, uh, it's, John, not, John, it's just John Menti everywhere. I, I, don't, I have no interesting <laughs> name. It's, 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 it's my name. If you, go, if you go somewhere that I'm on, that's just put my name in. And there you go. Yeah, I'm going to pull my Bob Barker out. Well, uh, Mr. Mauer, and don't forget to go out and get your flu shot and COVID booster. It's a real hard world out there right now. We want you to listen to us for a real, real long time. Oh, On that God. note. Yeah, Monday. Oh, well, maybe Huey now. Everybody. Everybody's got their, that little stomach bug right now, so be be careful. Got the flu. I haven't left my house in three years. Yes, that well, right. That's that's called a recluse. That's a little different. <laughs> I do. I have everything I want right here, guys. They can bring it to me, though. I went to the Peapod. Target today. I went to the Target today, guys. You went to a Target? Do you have toys? I had to get my booster shot. No, their toy section sucked, but I did walk around to look at toys. You just had to take a, you had to take a lap. Well, now they don't make you wait after the... <laughs> Here's how Target gets you. They give you the shot. You used to have to sit there. Now they're like, you can just walk around for 15 minutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Go browse. Just check in with us before you leave. So I'm like, you basically have me locked in here for 15 minutes. You want my money, but you didn't get my money. I bought stuff from Target today. Don't worry about it. They got my money. Well, they got mine too because I did a car side to pick up before, right after. There he is. <laughs> there he is. Car side pick So you're right. in... Uh no, no, no. That's no, no, for the no, next no. show. No, we, we ended the show, and now we're just talking about Mauer's Target trip. <laughs> <laughs> we're out. Goodbye. Right.